Hello everyone and welcome to We Watch Bad Films, the podcast where we watch bad films so you don't have to. This is episode 16 and I'm Gary. With me this week is Jay. Howdy doody. I'm dootying Howie, thank you very much. Today we are going to pick on some of our best and worst moments of the first 16 episodes as we close up season one with a genre-busting finale. How does that sound, Jay? <laughs> Sounds pretty good. Very professional. Good. We've recorded 16 episodes of this podcast, and it's been an epic journey of Hobbitesque scale. And I guess I would like to pose the question to you, Jay. What's been some of the highlights or lowlights of things we've watched over that time? I mean, there's many lowlights. I'm just perusing some of the films we just watched, and yeah. My God, <laughs> somebody should be paying us to do this. Um, well, let's start on a on a uh, positive note, shall we? Um, surely, one of the all time bests that we've seen so far was episode two, Birdemic, shock <laughs> and terror. I'm laughing just as I'm announcing the word. Birdemic, Birdemic. shock and terror was a real shock to me. I was surprised I'd never heard of it before for yeah. such a recent film, only a 2012 release. Um, very much handheld, personal project done with your mates out the back of a van and literally the worst effects ever committed to film that wasn't yeah. your uncle's home video. It was whew, it was quite the watch. It's not often that I think that you and I on a, on a few weekends could make a better film than some of these I, films. I really do think we could, you know. What think we could? I've edited <laughs> birthday party videos. <laughs> Yeah. better and certainly it would be more convincing acting <laughs> well one would hope so <laughs> um and another pretty good one i mean unfortunately we didn't record this one but when we watched troll 2 that was a good that was one of the best ones we've ever seen um yeah we didn't, we didn't recall that um record that one but um and uh, I, I quite enjoyed um some of the other ones, like I actually quite enjoyed Zardoz. Um, it looked pretty good. It was very confusing, and the costumes were vomit-inducing. But it's, I think it's it's worth watching Zardoz. I think it's a curio which should be seen. That Troll Two is interesting. Um, I think that's probably the one that spurred us to make a podcast in that we just couldn't stop talking about it afterwards. If you haven't seen it, go find Troll 2. Um, it's hilariously bad, hilariously bad. Um, I really would recommend you go and find it. Um, and it, it's almost like we should do a bonus episode on it at some point. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we, we, we won't watch it for a long time and then we'll re-watch it. Maybe we'll get a guest in to watch it with us or something. That's a good know. idea. We can get the troll himself in. <laughs> what about Tiptoes, Gary? Tiptoes, well... That was an ex-friendship, wasn't it? Oh, an ex-friendship <laughs> recommended that and swiftly got deleted off the Christmas card list. <clears throat> Tiptoes with Captain who'd been <sighs> shrunken in size using a variety of technologies. It was just that was utterly boring, yes. Um, <laughs> but, like, yeah, again, I, I'm glad we watched it because now, now that I've seen Gary Oldman performing... As a little person, um, yeah, something that something that I'm glad that I've seen, rather than something that someone else should see. 
Yeah, Not. I would say the worst thing we saw was episode 12, Alone in the Dark. Alone in the Dark. Oh, my goodness. Our Halloween yeah. special. It was yeah. so bad. It was just boring. And it's the worst sin um, a piece of art can commit, really. A piece of entertainment is being really boring. Yeah, I mean, and also uh, coming quite close after that was USS Indianapolis, Men of Courage, um, which... I think I remember, if I remember rightly, we watched and we thought, how has the filmmaker managed to make this compelling true story completely boring? Yes, um, that's quite admirable. Even with Nicolas Cage in it. Mm, yes, although it looked to me like Nicolas Cage was in a different film like to other people, <laughs> only filmed when he could be bothered. That was the thing. <laughs> Um, you know, I've got a soft spot for Cruel Jaws as well, the weird non-part of the Jaws franchise, um, yeah. featuring some incredibly ropey effects, um, including some clips from Jaws, presumably. <laughs> yeah, so we did watch Jaws. Yeah, <laughs> some of it. Um, and uh, bizarrely, not including any of the uh, John Williams score from Jaws, but including the John Williams score from Star Wars. Yes. Yes, I'd forgotten that. It, that <laughs> that was so strange. Why not? And yet again, Cruel Jaws is by the same sort of director as uh, Birdemic. Yes. Um, let's. Uh, yeah. How do we? How do we say this? Um, uh, someone who is from a, a foreign language country who is trying to emulate a Hollywood star movie, and they write it and they direct it. And sometimes they star in it, but those are often the best worst films. Mm. And talking about writer director, we did see Tenet. What do you think about Tenet? Have you as your have your feelings changed on it since we watched it in September? Well, I think they have changed, even though I haven't seen it again. Yeah, I've listened to enough people talk about it that make me think. I do want to catch this again at home. I mean, it's the age-old Christopher Nolan problem of you just can't hear the damn thing in a cinema. So there's part of that which just wants me to flick the subtitles on. Um, I'm kind of, I'd kind of forgotten Kenneth Branagh was doing that Russian mobster, yeah. which I'm kind of interested to watch again. And I keep reading about people that just unlock it the more they watch of it so i mean i know we call this podcast we watch bad films but it was just too good an opportunity not to go and watch a film that was actually in the cinema yeah um, it was it's, it's a historical document wasn't it really because that was the only film certainly that we saw this year in the cinema and i think most people saw in the cinema and maybe the the last film ever shown in cinemas who knows well, yes, maybe with the Warner Brothers announcement of releasing everything on stream with anything to go by. Still, everything hangs on the next James Bond film. So, a, a real um, smorgasbord of different films that we've managed to capture. And yet there's still room for one more. Hit me, Jay. What is it this week? Oh. Um, yeah, this is where I get butterflies in the stomach where I'm going to tell you how I'm going to execute you. Um, <laughs> okay, so I was talking to my friend Nick Wilsden uh, this week um, and he dropped a little bombshell that he also enjoys terrible good films or good terrible films, whatever. Yes. Uh, and he gave me a little list of films that uh, I had never heard of and I've subsequently done some research on and... <laughs> 
Oh dear. Oh dear, dear. So <laughs> one of them, I'm afraid, I don't think we could even do as a podcast. I think it's rather rude. So I don't think we're going to do okay. one. Maybe, maybe out. Of, <laughs> maybe uh, just privately, you and I can watch that one. We'll see. Um, After dark. Yeah. <laughs> but um, he his first recommendation was the film that I think I'm going to make us watch today, and. I have heard of it before. I mean, I've even seen it before, but we are talking about 30, 35 years ago. Uh, right. I, don't re- I don't remember it really at all, other than it was on. Um, so it's from the early 80s. So that's always a good sign. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I was also um, perusing the internet over the last uh, day and a couple more references to this film popped up and I thought, oh no, is it a sign from the bad movie gods? We might have to watch it. So today, Gary, I'm going to try and make you watch uh, the Garbage Pale Kids movie. Okay, that's interesting because I have also definitely seen this before. Yeah. Um, but I mean, at the time on VHS from a rental store, probably the same rental store you used. Yes. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I have seen it and I actually really liked the Garbage Pal Kids collecting stickers. Yeah. I had a huge collection. Uh, and the way you would have um, the same character twice, but with different names. Yep. I think that was a good money making spin. Good one. Um, uh, my mum found all the names really hilarious. I seem to remember. Um <laughs> Yeah, and I, as you said the words Garbage Pail Kids, I could smell them. Do you know what I mean? Yes. They had a particular yeah. You might have to clarify smell. what you're talking about there, Gary, but I know what you're talking yeah. about. Yeah, well, I think part of the gimmick was they had a stench about the cards, yeah. and it's kind of rubbery, kind of rotten fruity. Well, also I think they, they had that's a... eth- that's, And they had bubble gum, yeah. So you had a piece of gum that came with the packs of stickers. Oh, it's not stickers. Were they stickers? Yeah, they were. And the stickers would feature a deformed character, um, usually on the gross side, you know, burping, farting, vomiting, missing limbs, that sort of thing, Um, which to however old we were, seven, eight, nine years old, um, would have been just like absolute catnip. Yeah. Um, And I definitely had a book where I used to stick them all in. Oh, I'd um, like to see that at some point, Gary, if you still have it. I don't think it exists anymore. Oh, these things will do us a lot of money. But um, they, they were based on the Cabbage Patch dolls uh, from the US. Yes. And um, they became such a phenomenon. The stickers we're talking about here. Um, that our school, Gary, I believe, banned them. Is that correct? Yes, you're right. They banned, as, as anything that gets even slightly popular, schools ban them. Um <laughs> For fear that I don't know, we'll turn to devil worshippers or end up making podcasts on bad films. Um, so nice work, Mr. HB. Um, yeah, so I've definitely seen it, but yeah, not not for the same as you. Thirty years, maybe. Well, I I, I wasn't I've got, sure. I've got a vague memory. I know it's got um, like weird puppety animation characters in it yes. though it's live action yes it's basically and that, and that's it the same sort of technology as et yeah <laughs> <laughs> and that's where it ends the comparison <laughs> you revisit that comment it's a bit like et <laughs> <laughs> um so i wasn't sure about whether to recommend this to you today but i looked up some of the google um audience reviews 
and it made me think I'm definitely going to have to watch this with you. So, so I'm just going to read the first line of a, of a couple of the audience reviews. This okay. effing awful garbage pal kids movie becomes interesting only if you look at it as a film that's supposed to be bad. One out of five. Um, nice. Two out of five by Hello Guru. Um, one out of five. Uh, and then it goes on. It says uh, it, things like the best film of all time. I love it. Um, and then one out of five. Even as, as a kid, I knew this was balls. <laughs> <laughs> so it alternates between either the worst film of all time or five out of five. This has to be seen. So uh, just based on that sort of stuff, I was thinking, OK, we're going to have to watch this. I'm afraid. That's a good sign. That's a good sign. Well, why don't you guys out there listen to the trailer for the Garbage Pail Kids that are on from somewhere. We'll go and watch the film and we'll talk about it on the other side. Once upon a time, or was it more recently, there was a young boy named Dodger. He was the sort of child who was always left out of things. Each day after school, Dodger works in a junk shop owned by the mysterious Captain Mancini. Which is broth and vampire's brew. Make these clothes as good as new. Dodger has never had a family or a friend he could call his home. Until now. Starring Nat Nur, Windy Winston, Messy Tessie. Give him a chance, Tangerine. You'll like it. Ali Gator, Valerie Vomit, Lisa Gray. Ah, I'm gonna get fired for this. Foul Phil. Nice editopus. The Garbage Pail Kids movie. They may not be pretty, but boy, they make great friends. Starring Anthony Newley and Mackenzie Aston. The Garbage Pail Kids movie. Well, we have just watched the Garbage Pail Kids movie from 1987, a Topps chewing gum production. Uh, Jay, any initial comments? Yeah, I want to be a Garbage Pail Kid now, after listening to the theme song at the end. Do you want to be a Garbage Pail Kid? Yes. <laughs> if your teacher says you're bad and sends you to the principal, you can be a Garbage Pail Kid. Um, what do I think of it? I think it was a load of trash. That is the obvious it, answer, I guess. It was literal and metaphorical trash. Um, it didn't really make much sense. There wasn't really much plot to it. I mean, it was it was entertaining. Okay, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be positive. It was entertaining. Yes, it was more like a half hour Saturday kids TV show stretched to an hour forty. Yeah, there was so much padding. Um, 
there that was a pro- little... I'm surprised that didn't make a TV series, actually. That probably would have fitted a TV series, all of that. Yeah, I don't know why they bothered making a film. They should have done a TV series first and mm. then done a film. That's how all those other 80s um, children's IP did it. They did it. Yeah. TV series. Run, that off. run yeah. that off into the toy line from there. I mean, because they did it, they did it in a weird way. They had the the toy line, which are just basically stickers, pictures. Then they did a film, uh, but like what you were saying when we were watching it, how on earth are you going to take pictures of weird children and make a film about it? Yeah, yeah, did. exactly. Because you have these two D little pictures, and the gag is all in the name pun, which is usually yeah. about farting or vomiting. Yeah. Um, and that's it. There's no narrative to string them together. Hence, we get the narrative we did, which I will attempt to run down now. So our lead guy is a kid called Dodger. Yep, okay. Um, who gets bullied. Uh, he works at Captain Manzini. Yep. Um, his shop, which is an antique shop. It looks like uh, the old guy shopping gremlins, if we're honest. The bullies break into his shop at one point and they have a tussle. And during this, a mysterious garbage pail is knocked over, unleashing the garbage pail kids upon them. Dodger is trying to impress a girl that is far too old for him. She's called Tangerine, of course. Um, (laughs) Go with me on this. He discovers the garbage pail kids have got an aptitude for making clothes. So (laughs) he... Uh, he turns them into a sweatshop to make enough clothes to satisfy Tangerine, who is an aspiring fashion designer. Remember, this is 1987. Um, so he asks them to make 12 outfits in three days. The Garbage Pail Kids get a bit bored. They go to a bar. Uh, they annoy the bullies by flooding their hot tub with sewage. Uh, and then it's the night of the fashion show. And the Garbage Pail Kids get locked away by the gang of bullies in the state home for the ugly. Captain Manzini and Dodger help them break out and head to the fashion show. Um, chaos ensues. The fashion show is trashed. The clothes are ripped off. Dodger gets into a quite brutal fight with the main guy, Juice. Juice and the gang are arrested. Tangerine apologises to Dodger for tr- tr- trying to rip him off and ask to be his friend. Dodger says, eh, I don't think you look pretty anymore. Manzini tries to get the garbage barrel kids back into the garbage can to send them away, but the kids sneak out and they ride away into the night. I think that's it. Yeah, well done. They ride off into the sequel, which was never made. Yeah, that was crying out for a sequel, wasn't it? Yeah, so just to be clear, everybody, um, the garbage barrel kids, the main plot of this film is the garbage barrel kids are fashion designers. Hmm, yeah. <laughs> Talk about not really knowing how to spin out a yarn uh, from pictures of uh, little weird-looking children into a film. Yeah, it was uh, so odd, so odd. And like I said, they clearly had the idea, oh, let's greenlight a film, now we need to make a plot around it. Oh, uh, I don't know, let's pick six or seven Garbage Pail Kids and have them be clothes designers because fashion the chick see she's into fashion tangerine yeah so so we sold check it out yeah yeah, yeah. 
I don't know. Yeah, I will say this is one of the most 80s looking and sounding films I've ever seen. I don't know if you agree with me, but the looks, the fashions, uh, the uh, shoddy storytelling, which is what uh, a lot of those 80s films had. Oh, I don't know, just make it as you go along. Um, the suspension of oh, yeah. uh, the soundtrack is so 80s, it's almost, it should be illegal how 80s it is. Yeah, all the synth drums. Yeah. And, uh, uh, yeah. It's it's a film in name only. <laughs> it's, I mean, Anthony Newley is doing his best. He really is. Um, I, I would also say that Mackenzie Ast- Astin is, is he's okay. He's not bad. Yeah, um, I mean, yeah, he's doing what he can. Uh, Kumquat, I mean, uh, Tangerine is she's mm. doing okay. I would say those three are the only actors in this film. Uh, yeah, just to sidebar on Tangerine, there, um, looking up the actor Katie Barberi, she's still very, very active. She's had a long, long history of those Latin soaps that run in the middle of the day in America. Um, yeah, she's done hundreds of those, and I can see why. Uh, yeah, Anthony Newley. So let's pause there for a minute. So I was sort of like, oh, that name rings a bell. And then you reminded me who Anthony Newley was. Yeah, Anthony Newley, uh, interesting life. He was born in Hackney, UK. One point he was married to Joan Collins. Um, he also, um, apart from acting in films, he's also a really successful songwriter. He's won many awards. He co wrote the theme tune to Goldfinger and. He co-wrote the soundtrack to Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Oompa Loompa and all that. Yes. And he was in the Garbage Pail Kids. <laughs> yes. He obviously fell on hard times somehow. <laughs> and this film certainly wouldn't have helped. <laughs> so I don't know what happened. Um, obviously, his money from all the uh, songwriting and his divorce. Maybe the divorce from Joan Collins hit him hard. Who knows? Yeah. Um yeah, really, really odd why he thought he would do this. I can only assume he did get paid well for it. Yeah. Um, also was the main inspiration for a certain David Bowie when David Bowie was starting out. So there were moments when I was watching The Garbage Pal Kids and Anthony Newley came on screen and I was thinking, this is the man who inspired David Bowie to start doing music. And he's in one of the most atrocious films I've seen in a long time. <laughs> There's loads yeah. of garbage falcons um, everywhere. <gasps> yeah. Uh, but then David Bowie did Labyrinth. So, you know, it's not a million miles away. Loads of weird puppety critters walking everywhere with an 80s soundtrack. No, that's fair. That's fair. Um, but, you know, sort of enjoying himself. Um, you know, it's always good to see these uh, decent talents actually enjoying themselves. Uh, speaking of decent talents let's talk about a not very decent talent Mackenzie Astin Um, not not good Um, but but unfortunately for him a classic 80s teenager Um, yeah well for a start he's the theme of this film the love theme he's attracted to a a girl who's about what she looks like she's in her mid-twenties he looks about Mm. 10 um, mm. And then, and then she sort of strings him along, and there's a few scenes where they're kissing, and it's all a bit weird. I don't really. Understand. It's very icky. I yeah, yeah. I didn't like yeah, it. Yeah, there's a few. I didn't like it. 
there's also a few choice moments when um, Anthony Newley says a few lines, <laughs> like, and 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 how are you, Dodger? How's everything downstairs? If you know what I mean. <laughs> what he's talking about is that the garbage pail kids are in the cellar. <laughs> He's talking about the garbage pail kids. There's a few yes. moments. Isn't there a moment where um, young Mackenzie Astin is having a bath? But first of all, we've got to get you cleaned up. You could do with a bath. And all of the garbage oh, pail kids and Anthony Newley are watching him having a bath. Is that not that happened, right? Yeah. Also, icky, icky, icky. Speaking of lines by Anthony Newley, he also said, "To be blessed with unusual features is an advantage, an adventure." Sorry. <laughs> Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm sure many people would agree with that, Anthony. Um, yeah. The, uh, the 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 soundtrack is you know worth some of the entrance fee, not much of it. In a, in a classic '80s way, you know, if you like a Vince DiCola, um, you know, or a Stan Bush. Yeah. Uh, but not as good. Not as good. Let's be clear. I mean, you, you likened it to. Uh, WWE WWF legend Jim Johnston and his themes very yeah. and, and similar. And in fact, a lot of the uh, the uh, actors and particularly the women look like um, Marty Janetti and Shawn Michaels as the rockers. Yes. Yes, all, all straggly bits and glittery stuff. Oh, there was so much buffy hair in this film. Did, I don't know if you noticed this. There are a few scenes where um, uh, women are crowding around uh, Tangerine as she's selling her clothes, and there's so much hair on one in one screen. I thought, I, I, I don't think... I, there, there must have been so much hairspray on set that they yeah. could be a health hazard. I don't think you would allow... Uh, lit matches anywhere near it. It was a silver crin nightmare. Yeah, um, and the fancy uh, um, fashion show at the end. <laughs> the fancy fashion show at the end. Uh, you always know you're going to a fancy fashion. <laughs> you have tinsel curtains. <laughs> well, oh yeah. You know <laughs> oh yeah. We saw quite a lot of those tinsel curtains, and in fact, there was one shot where the director panned down very slowly from these crappy tinsel curtains down to the fashion show where these women came out looking about as 80s as anyone can, can possibly look. Uh, yeah, Complete come class. Yeah. Um, speaking of look, there's a couple of uh, visual elements. The whole thing was so dark. Oh, I couldn't see anything. Yeah. I don't know what was going on there. You mentioned it and then I realised, oh God, yeah, everything is set at night, everything is filmed at night and everything's filmed in the dark. And we, we decided that they didn't go off set once. It was all yeah. in the backlog. One brief intermission where Dodger and Manzini walked somewhere, and that was it. The rest of it all happened inside a three-wall studio. Yeah, with almost no lighting. So again, why make a film? Just make a TV show. Yeah, I mean, you kind of think that it comes across as as the director is slightly embarrassed by the effects, the, the set. And so he says to his cinematographer, just put loads of shadow on it because it looks awful. <laughs> Certainly how it came across. <laughs> yeah. And speaking of ugly things, the 
the kids themselves, the design on them was absolutely hideous. Now, in fairness, that is exactly what the cards, cartoons used to look like. So my awful, it's so horrible to look at with the most uh, minor amount of um, articulation in the face, sort of a bit of crimping of the mouth and a slight (laughs) eyebrow and that was it. Yeah, there's there's a sense that the original uh, drawings were meant to look horrible, but I don't think that these were meant to look quite as horrible as they actually ended up looking. They look like something out of uh, your nightmares with these mad staring eyes and these non-articulated mouths, which would just sort of flap open sort of near the syllables that they were saying, near-ish, anyway. Um, Yeah, they're gross. There's a lot of fart humour and peeing yourself humour and vomit humour, which, yeah, you're right, is endemic to the um, original IP. But um, I was just trying to think if I what I would have thought of that as I watched that. Assuming I watched that, say, the year after it came out on vent, on rental, I would have been nine years old. Um, would I have enjoyed it? I probably watched it all the way through in view of doing, lieu of doing anything else, but... Well... Both of us have already seen this film, and neither of us apparently remember <laughs> anything at all from it. So I don't think I'm going to say I'm going to trust myself, my nine-year-old self, and say that I probably thought it was rubbish then. Um, I don't think I would have found it hilarious. It certainly wasn't. Um, I will say, I mean, they're they're gross, they're ugly, and unintentionally, I think, but. I do think it was it was kind of entertaining, yeah. Would you agree with that? Yeah, 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 yeah. It trundled along, and again, Anthony Newley was good value. Yeah. Um, most most of the adult actors were okay. I mean, this is faint praise coming from us because, unfortunately for us, we've seen some of the worst films ever made. So to say it's kind of entertaining. <laughs> it's yeah, oh, absolutely. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. I'm not suggesting you go out and watch this at all. <laughs> oh dear yeah i mean i can yeah i can see that they were struggling really it's yet again like you said one of these uh, moments where it's like why did you bother making this the answer was money but mm. they seem to not understand that even children if you ruin the ip and make the film terrible the children will just say well this is rubbish and i don't like your uh, toys anymore and then they will just dump um, the IP and the, and the toy line which is basically what happened and I was watching a mini documentary yesterday online about the original stickers and bubblegum phenomenon mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and they did say that it took so long for them to make the film that the film came out at the arse end of the fad and so even right. even as the film was coming out like the children you know the fad was already over so they weren't starting <laughs> with a very good um um in a very good place they were starting with no story and then it came out about yeah. two years too late so yes mm. so apparently the budget it was estimated to be a million dollars and yet it took one and a half million which i know isn't quite the break even it's supposed to be but considering i think they could it seems like so much they could have made off the back of it because it was probably just good enough to capitalize yeah yeah it was it's so you think there's a possibility that it was the plot for some other film that they've grafted on 
I mean, it wouldn't surprise me. Although having said that, there was barely any plot. But yeah, it, it's it, it was a generic eighties nonsense plot about fashion and bullies. Um, and there were a lot of films in those in those days where like young boys would be attracted to older girls uh, about sort of nearly ten years older than them. Um, so yeah, you could sort of you can see that they sort of maybe grafted in <laughs> shoehorn. So, let me tell you a couple of facts about that. So, actually, uh, Katie Barberi is just one year older than Mackenzie Aston. Oh my God! Are you joking? She looked about thirty. And part two, part two, they were dating at the time. No, no, I I shan't <laughs> have it. I will not have it. No, <laughs> no. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, I've I've cupped my hands into my face and in disbelief. That is okay. Mind equals blown. Um, I can't explain to you. Yeah, yeah. Okay, you, you have to watch at least a couple of scenes or see some shots of those two together in a frame because she looks like his mum. Yeah, uh, at very least, auntie. You know. Oh, that is rotten. Yeah, that's a weird one. So I think I know the answer, but Jay, would you recommend Garbage Pail Kids to well, our listeners? My friend Nick recommended it to me, so someone <laughs> thinks it's wrong. <laughs> it's a good point. Um, Though he had an ulterior motive. Yeah, I, I, uh, I, I'm, yeah, maybe. Yes, I mean it is entertaining. I, I, I do just want to, I do just want to reiterate some of these. Uh, um, Google audience um, reviews. Um, one of the worst movies ever. Terrible for adults, teens, and children. And then the next one, the best movie I've ever seen. And then the next one, uh, one of the most bizarre films I've ever seen. Uh, it goes on and on. So it's, some people love it. Most other people hate it. Uh, I would, I would, I would recommend it, but only half-heartedly what about you gary no i can't there's just not enough there to sustain a one hour 40 yeah. you know if that was a 25 minute feature short it would probably be all right but okay an hour and 40 it's way too long yeah i totally agree with you and i'm i'm really questioning whether i should recommend it okay i would recommend it simply as a bizarre curio that you won't see the like of anywhere else that's the only reason. And to watch Anthony Newley, the, the writer of the, the theme tune Goldfinger, to in his final movie role, mince around with three foot garbage pail kids is, you know, it's it's a curio. So that's the only reason I'd mm. don't watch it mm. if you want a good film because it is not yeah. a film. Well, the garbage pail kids draws our season one of We Watch Bad Films to a close. Um, we're going to take a break for a few weeks and we'll be back in 2021. Um, do take the time to look back through our past catalogue of 15 other terrible, terrible films we've released. And if you come up with something that we desperately have to watch, then do seek us out on Twitter where we'll still be active at We Watch Bad Films. Uh, Instagram handle exactly the same name. Um, thanks all for watching, listening, subscribing. Uh, Jay, any words from you? 
uh yeah have a great new year uh go and listen to our greatest hits and um punish us with some recommendations excellent thought indeed goodbye everyone goodbye